Good afternoon, um, Excellencies, members of the media. Welcome to the joint press conference by Minister Pando and Minister Kuleba. The ministers will deliver remarks, and after that we will take questions. And we'll start uh, with uh, Minister Pando. Let me uh, begin by once more thanking uh, Minister Kuleba for uh, visiting uh, South Africa. We've had really, really excellent uh, discussions on a range uh, of matters, uh, most particularly our interest uh, in uh, strengthening the bilateral relationship between Ukraine and uh, South Africa. We also devoted a great deal of time to discussing the peace process uh, led by uh, seven African leaders and the need to intensify uh, the work that had uh, begun uh, in trying to identify those matters that would ensure that we get to a point where there's a genuine uh, process leading toward a peaceful outcome uh, for uh, Ukraine as well as uh, the uh, desired uh, security for the uh, Russian uh, Federation. We briefed uh, the minister on the African development priorities, particularly the African continental free trade area uh, implementation process. We briefed him on our regional integration uh, agenda and the work we're doing uh, in SADC uh, to strengthen uh, economic uh, and regional integration. Also, South Africa's other peace efforts with respect to South Sudan, uh, Ethiopia, and other parts uh, of the continent, and uh, committed that we will continue uh, to be involved in the unfolding processes directed toward a peaceful uh, resolution of the Russia-Ukraine uh, war. We confirmed that uh, officials from South Africa have been playing uh, a positive role in uh, the discussions on the Ukraine uh, a peace formula, which is a set of proposed outcomes that Ukraine has put forward as relevant to achieving a lasting peace. Our national security advisor to the president, uh, Professor Mufumadi, as well as uh, with other uh, BRICS countries, uh, including China, uh, as well as Brazil, uh, and we hope that uh, those discussions will continue and that they will lead uh, to an outcome uh, that satisfies the interests uh, of the people of Ukraine. Minister. Thank you, Naledi. First of all, I would like to congratulate all South Africans on the victory of your national rugby union team, Springboks, in the Rugby World Cup 2023. I, sp I spent half an hour last night watching the clips from the game, but especially how South Africans celebrated this victory. Well deserved. And given that South Africa has become a world rugby champion for the fourth time in history, I think it will not be an exaggeration to say that you have proven to be not only a true current world champion, but the best country of rugby of all times. Minister Pandor, thank you for your hospitality. Uh, I do confirm that we had an excellent in-depth exchange 
on a range of issues. And uh, it was not only bilateral, it was not only about uh, the Ukraine, uh, Ukraine's fight against the Russian aggression, it was about uh, much broader global issues. And uh, I particularly appreciate the briefing that I received on a number of uh, developments in Africa. Ukraine, today Ukraine and South Africa opened a new chapter in their relationship, one based on our shared aspirations for peace, security, and prosperity. Presidents Zelensky and Ramaphosa have given our bilateral relations a significant boost this year. And today we discussed how to maintain that momentum. The discussions we had demonstrated mutual understanding, respect, and a desire to strengthen our bilateral ties. I briefed my South African counterpart in details on the peace formula implementation, and I thanked South Africa for taking active part in relevant meetings in Kiev and abroad. Historically, Ukraine has always been on the side of Africa. As a founding member of the United Nations, Ukraine, alongside with Nigeria, co-chaired the UN Special Committee Against Apartheid. We spared no effort to abolish, to help you abolish apartheid and ensure the movement to a democratic society in South Africa. Last year, we launched the Ukrainian-African Renaissance to revive and boost relationship between Ukraine and African nations. We are going to, we are opening new embassies in Africa. Recently, Ukraine has become an observer in the Southern African Development Community. And today, I very much appreciate the advice and recommendations that I received from Minister Pandor when it comes to developing relations with specific African countries and the African Union. Ukraine genuinely wants to contribute to the development and prosperity of African nations. Of course, we also discussed global food security. Even in times of a full-scale Russian invasion, Ukraine helps guarantee global stability and stands firmly against chaos and food crisis. Ukraine has always paid special attention to food security on the African continent, and President Zelensky's humanitarian program, Grain from Ukraine, aims to alleviate the negative consequences of Russian aggression on countries experiencing, experiencing food shortages. The other topic of our discussion was nuclear security. Ukraine and South Africa have this thing in common. In 1990, South Africa gave up its nuclear weapons. In 1994, Ukraine gave up its the fourth largest nuclear arsenal in the world. And therefore, the topic of nuclear de-escalation de unites our top countries in the global agenda of nuclear non-proliferation. We today confirmed our mutual determination to advance the priority trade and economic dimensions of our relations, in particular by expanding business ties. Ukrainian businesses are eager to cooperate with their South African counterparts in agriculture, foods, food industry, mining, mechanical engineering, information technologies, digitalization, pharmaceuticals, and other areas. I was pleased, as I said, to have these productive and constructive talks today. I'm looking forward to hosting Minister Pander in Ukraine uh, as soon as she can, uh, she can uh, come. And finally, before concluding, I would like to thank the people of, of South Africa 
for supporting Ukraine since the beginning of the large-scale invasion of Russia. Your solidarity is priceless. We will always remember your support. And I take the responsibility to say that the foundations of this support lies not only in the sympathy that people have in Africa have towards the people in Ukraine, and I appreciate the last remark by, uh, by the minister that in the end the war in Ukraine should end in a result satisfactory for the people of Ukraine. But I also think that the concept of Ubuntu is relevant here because this concept is centered, I was told, around the notion of humanity. Mm -hmm. And supporting Ukraine today means Ubuntu. So thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Ministers. We'll now take questions from the media. Please identify yourself, which media house you represent, and please use the microphone next to you. Um, I'll start in front. Um, identify yourself. My name is Sophie Mubwena from the South African Broadcasting Corporation Minister. The first question is directed to Minister Naledi Kado. Minister, we've just had the news that South Africa has decided to recall the diplomats in Israel for consultation. Can you briefly elaborate clearly in terms of what does this process entail and why? And two, South Africa has expressed displeasure in relation to how the Israeli ambassador in South Africa has conducted himself. Can you elaborate where and what? And then on the Ukraine, the matter before us, there were tensions. We can't hide that between uh, South Africa and Ukraine because South Africa was perceived as being uh, aligned to, to Russia. Were you able behind the scenes to really be frank and deal with those issues? And to the, 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 the minister, the minister, you spoke about the importance of South Africa, and we know that the relationship dates back to exile years and all of that. And you, you raised concern that uh, there was a lag from 1998. What could have been the reason? And lastly, much as you want South Africa to continue with their warm relationship, President Zelensky's advisors utterances last year that Africa is punching above its weight and South Africa in particular when the continent was trying to say let's be part of assisting you to find one another Russia and Ukraine. Uh, is that President Zelensky's view that Africa is not an issue and you are only respecting the West. And then lastly, your views on the situation in Palestine. Why uh, recall our uh, embassy officials? This is normal practice. When there's a situation which is causing a great deal of harm and concern uh, to a country, you would uh, get your officials to come back to the national setting in order to provide you with a full briefing so that you can make a determination as to whether there is any potential for you to be of assistance uh, and whether the continued relationship is actually 
uh, able to be sustained in all uh, uh, terms. So we need uh, to have this engagement uh, with our officials because we are, as you would be aware, extremely concerned at the continued killing uh, of children and innocent civilians in the Palestine, uh, Palestinian territories. And we believe the nature uh, of response by Israel has become uh, one of collective punishment, which falls fully outside of the practice of international humanitarian and international human rights law. So in that regard, we felt it important that uh, we do signal the concern of South Africa while continuing to call for a comprehensive cessation uh, in, in uh, Palestine. With respect to uh, the displeasure, well, the ambassador uh, of Israel has been making a number of comments almost akin uh, to the statements uh, that were made uh, without proof by the United States ambassador a few months ago. And we felt it important uh, that we should call the ambassador in, and really he should desist uh, from uh, making the kinds of statements he's making without having had any discussion uh, with uh, senior members of the government of South Africa. There seems to be a strange practice among some ambassadors in South Africa that they can just say what they like uh, and our, our ambassadors conduct themselves with good grace because that is the directive from us uh, for their deployment elsewhere. But people think they can have a license because it's, a, I don't know if it's because it's an African country and they disrespect us, but it's something that we should not tolerate. Then, uh, Tensions. Uh, Minister Kuleva and I, we've been speaking on more than one occasion, and I think the uh, genuine undertaking, undertaking by seven presidents of the African continent, which include uh, President Ramaphosa playing a very important role, have signaled our genuine commitment to helping uh, uh, to find peace. And I think our original a decision as the government of South Africa that we would be non-aligned and that we would keep open the possibility of engaging both governments was a correct decision. We're one of the few countries, uh, rather regions of the world, that are able to speak both to Ukraine as well as to Russia. Not everyone is able to do that because if you've taken a side then you are held to that side, rather than being able to be of assistance in arriving at a resolution. So I think South Africa has ensured that it is in a position where it can play a positive role and can do so over time. Uh, the pause in the relationship between Ukraine and Africa had only one reason. Ukraine got completely centered around its internal issues. We had to rebuild the country from the, to, we had to transition the country from the Soviet times to democracy. 
economy from government controlled to market. We had to reestablish our place in Europe. And uh, unfortunately, I regret it. Uh, we did not, throughout this period, we did not allocate sufficient resources uh, to maintaining what we had uh, in our relations with African countries. If I look at the, at the history of our relations with any country in Africa, there is this gap, the 90s and early 2000. So 90s and 2000, first, first decade of 2000. Uh, and that exactly coincides with the moment when Ukraine was drowning in its own internal problems. And this is why we speak not just about bilateral visits, but we speak about Ukrainian-African renaissance, because we will never allow this, um, this relationship to uh, sink in other problems, in the sea of other problems, because we see this relationship, these relations as an opportunity for all of us. Um, the views expressed by advisor to President Zelensky do not reflect the opinion of President Zelensky whatsoever. President Zelensky uh, is uh, attaching great importance to developing relations with Africa. If that was not the case, I wouldn't be on my fourth visit to Africa in a year. I visited 12 countries and mo most of them for the first time in history of our bilateral relations, uh, second time in the history of relations with uh, South Africa. We would not be opening new embassies. The only region in the world <clears throat> where we are opening new embassies while we suffer from enormous economic hardships brought by the Russian aggression in Ukraine is Africa. So you wouldn't be doing that if you did not respect the region, the countries, and the, the and the, the potential of this relationship. And um, for us, you know, every, every country matters. Every country in the world is special. I don't use the terms, for example, global south or the west, because I think they are essentially incorrect, because there is no such thing. Every country is special. Every country's policy is nuanced. Every country is uh, taking its own stance. And you have to respect that. And if you respect that and you build trust on that, then you can deal with this country, have relations, and solve problems together. And that's what we are doing. Uh, what we are doing with South Africa, we have to respect each other's perceptions, visions, knowing that no one is holding a knife behind one's back. And this 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 is the fundamental the fundamental premise. And we had a very candid conversation today, and I appreciate it. Uh, our Ukraine's views on Palestine uh, can be boiled down to three points. First, the attack on Israel by Hamas deserves condemnation. Civilians in Israel, in the Gaza Strip, need to be respected and protected. Two-state solution is the only way forward to establish fair and lasting peace in the Middle East. Thank you. Thank you. Your question is not based on facts and is framed in a way as if uh, uh, to create a bad perception of Ukraine's position because, uh, because Ukraine did not vote against the resolution. The very fundamental part of your question is misleading your readers and viewers. 
Ukraine abstained for the resolution. Second, this resolution was uh, about many elements which we find essential, and we supported the amendment to this resolution that was condemning the attack by Hamas on Israel. Unfortunately, this amendment did not make it through into the text. But abstaining from resolution and does not mean voting against the resolution. <clears throat> and South Africa knows it better than anyone else. They don't, they don't believe that. Because South Africa abstained uh, from all the, in the votes on all the resolutions related to the large-scale uh, invasion of Russia in Ukraine. I'm here not, not on a snap visit. We've been working on this visit for, uh, for a while. And uh, as I've already mentioned before, um, going to Africa is our consistent policy because we want to revive these relations. It takes a lot of effort. I've been, as I said, to 12 countries already. I will be, we, we, we are opening embassies. I will visit more countries. And it has nothing to do with the today's headlines in any media outlet of the world. It's a strategy. It's not demand-driven, you know, it's, it's strategic. Um, was attention diverted? Yes, of course. I mean, this is how world media work. New war always overshadows the old war. And uh, if something else happens tomorrow in another part of the world, people will be talking about that. I regret to say it, but we, uh, we understand the logic of media dynamics uh, very well. And I can predict uh, everything that will be happening with the war between Israel uh, uh, in, in the Middle East uh, in the coming weeks, because it works the same all the time throughout history. So uh, uh, it's, it's fair that people are paying more attention to the new devastating conflict in the world. But we do not feel that Ukraine is receiving less attention on the agendas of, uh, on the global agenda. So media attention shrinked, but political attention didn't. That would be my kind of short response to that. No, we don't have the date of the summit, but once again, we appreciate that South Africa is a very reliable participant of discussions that should lead to the to identifying the date and the content of this summit. Thank you. I think uh, it's just important to always point out that when you abstain, it's not a no. Uh, it's often interpreted as a no because people have a particular perspective of their own. But in voting terms, abstain is not a yes nor a no. And the thing to study in the UN system is what's called declaration of vote, where countries make a statement on why they voted in a particular way, because that gives you the substance of uh, the country's thinking.
Thank you very much. Uh, we, we appreciate the media interest in the minister's program, but unfortunately, the minister's. Uh, no, why don't you allow that? We should allow the last. Uh, the last. Thank you. Thank you very much. A question from Mr. Kuleba. Uh, six months after a delegation of seven uh, heads of states uh, visited uh, Kiev, have you seen any outcome of this peace mission? Uh, and Mr. Pondor, can you give us like some uh, news about this peace mission? What have they done so far? Her leaders have been in ongoing discussion on the 10 points that were tabled uh, in the meetings that the African leaders held with President Zelensky and President Putin. There's been progress on two of the issues. The first is the return of children uh, to their homes in Ukraine, and the second is the continued exchange of prisoners. We would like to see greater movement on the Black Sea Grain uh, Initiative, because that's very important for purposes of food security. We also would like a process that leads toward outlining what the perspectives of the two countries are with respect to the probability of a negotiations uh, discussion. We haven't got there as yet. I think uh, Ukraine's peace formula lays a useful basis for movement toward that. But really, the first prize is to have the two countries around the table and for us to begin to see a movement toward uh, a peace uh, negotiations outcome. We're not there yet. Uh, it is a difficult road, but we continue as Africa to be determined to play a role uh, in the process. Um, the visit of African leaders to Ukraine was an extremely important moment of establishing direct contact. And uh, Naledi and I remember that the, the second part of the meeting between them went behind the schedule. They went behind the schedule because they had so much to talk about. And uh, we do see uh, a new quality of conversation. We do see uh, new efforts being made uh, by um, uh, by, in particular, by President uh, Ramaphosa. Uh, he remains in regular contact with President Zelensky. I talk with uh, Naledi. So things are moving forward. Uh, the basis for, you know, there is a big goal of peace that everyone is, is looking for. But there are things on the road to peace that can be achieved. And I'm glad that uh, I see South Africa has focused on some of these areas trying to deliver specific results. Um, International Criminal Court is a legal institution. They make the decision on uh, issuing warrants, uh, prosecuting and judging criminals around, around the world. So it's up to them to make a decision. Uh, second, um, if the death of every child in Ukraine was adequately covered and condemned by all countries openly, uh, in the media, we would have saved a lot of lives. I come from a country, uh, on the one hand, everyone is talking about the war in Ukraine. On the other hand, so many daily tragedies became a routine, tragedies in Ukraine, became a routine for media in many countries, including friendly countries, that we in Ukraine find it extremely painful to see 
how the deaths of civilians, the deaths of children, and other mass destruction remains unnoticed. But we understand that this is this is how the world um, acts. And sorry, and uh, you mentioned uh, silence. I think you are grossly misinterpreting reality and distorting our position. There are statements by the foreign ministry in which we insist, on, and I mentioned it today as well, on the importance to protect civilians. Mm -hmm. And we are ready to do what we can, but unfortunately we just, we, we have very few leverage in this specific situation. So let's not antagonize the, uh, what is happening in Ukraine and what is happening in the Middle East. People are people everywhere, and they suffer equally, irrespective of their nationality, their age, or their race. And we know the pain of people suffering in the Middle East better than anyone else, because our wounds are the freshest one. And when someone, someone tries to distort that reality, to speak about uh, uh, disrespect to a life in one region uh, compared to another, this is an insult against those who are fighting for peace and for saving lives of civilians, irrespective of where this specific, a specific war is taking place. Thank you. Thank you very much, Minister. I think uh, we should thank all the media for being here and for their interest uh, in this matter.